right, guys, welcome again to another episode of Nerds in the City, a Central Florida podcast talking about nerd cultures, movies, games, comics, movie reviews, and events that are not happening around in Central Florida. Yeah, between the living room and the bedroom. <laughs> and the door and the kitchen and the hallway, <laughs> every place else in between. That's all that's happening. As always, this is your host, Tony, and we have Nico Damas. What's up, bro? Not much, man. Uh, week, what is it, week three? Not uh, even, I think. Quarantine? Not really. Like, I felt like this has only really been, last week was my full first week. Like, as full far week? as, yeah, oh, because. That you worked from home? Yeah. And, and be, remember, is... the quarant- this is, we basing it off the quarantine, whatever, right? Well, no. Not well, even the quarantine, based on the curfew, because the curfew was only implemented, I want to say about. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Something like that. So, it was like. Well, like, I'm on my third week working from home right now. Really? Third week? This is my third week working from home. Your start. This is the start of your third week, not the end of your third week. The start of the third week. So really, it's been like two weeks. Two weeks so far. Two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Say that. Yeah, I don't know why. This is amazing because it feels like I feel like this has been like going on for months. Yeah. Like I'm acclimating a lot faster than I thought I was gonna do. <laughs> he was like, "Let me let me work from home now from now on." Like if you were to ask me the last movie, I would have probably thought it was something like I saw years ago. I'm like. <laughs> It's been so long. What was the last movie we saw? Knives? What is no, it? no. Uh, no, Knives. The, the no, hunt. it wasn't Knives the Out. <laughs> the Hunt. That was the last movie. Yes. They went to that see was the theater. last one we got to see in the theater before. And talking yeah. about that, now that they, uh, one of our friends, uh, Jose, was, which was on the episode, a few episodes back, mm-hmm. uh, mentioned to us that because the movie industry got hit so hard with well, this. Okay, well, the movie industry, well, the theater Has in, been the, experiencing the, the, this for a while. Yeah, the theater industry. Has been getting not many, uh, not as much visitors. customers mm. coming in because of streaming, and people usually would rather wait a few weeks, maybe a few months, and then just be, buy it on Amazon or one of the other streaming services and watch it there. So now, what this is causing them because, um, the one that we go to, AMC, they shut down for three months. Mm-hmm. At first, they were doing fifty percent capacity, so all the, pretty much what they did is I think they closed down only. They only booked half half the theater. No, actually, they didn't book half. What they did was any theater that was um, had like one hundred and sixty seats or above, mm-hmm. they closed them down. So all the smaller ones, they were because at that point they weren't doing six feet away from everybody. That just seems that's kind of silly though, if you think about it because it's like. That's worse. Like you would probably open up the theater, the big theaters, and just make sure only half yeah, that's capacity, was, which that way you have space between people. Yeah, but at that time when they were doing when they were implementing that, mm-hmm. they didn't have that. Oh, keep us six feet away from everybody. Like us, we're six feet away, even more than that. Mm. But at that time, there wasn't that that uh, recommendation from the CDC. So they and then they were like, you know what? We're just gonna shut down for three months straight. So in the next. And and causing that now now a lot of production companies are releasing movies straight to streaming. Well, okay, so, this is what I was wondering because so far, that nothing has been a big movie. If you notice, nothing has been a, a like anticipated movie so far. I think the the only movie that we're gonna get so far, we're gonna see how that plays out. Is Wonder Woman? No, not even. Which one? Trolls. I don't. Trolls. Trolls. Trolls, but trolls not troll, trolls is not gonna pull in money like 
Wonder Woman. You'd be surprised. It's Trolls, a kids movie. It's a kids movie, yes, but I don't think it's gonna pull in the monies that we're expecting, as in Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, because the, the the advertisement on that one was a lot higher. No, no, I I get the, what you're saying, but oh, the maybe is, because they they paid advertisers to to attract somebody like this, me, middle thirty. I'm just saying, Trolls is the more comics and shit. It's a movie that I would say is a higher end. They expected a lot a lot more revenue for. Yeah. Um. The first one of its kind. I think um, Wonder Woman is going to be more towards the general audience and plus us. Like, you know, obviously in the nerd, nerd culture. Yeah. But uh, Trolls, I think, is going to be the first big budget. Like, as the far as... Big, yeah. The first big budget. Because even The Hunt seems like... A, I, I, the Hunt wasn't even really done that way. It's It was in theaters for, like, less than a week before. But at least it could say I had to run in the theater. Yeah. Um, And then I'm trying to remember what movie were released straight to... One movie did not even touch the movie theater before it was sent straight to... Uh, All of them touched at least once, at least a week. No, there's got to be one. I feel like there's one movie I'm thinking about that. Which one? Because the ones that they started with was Onward that was on... It was in the th- We saw in the theater. Which we saw in the theater. Then it went to Amazon Prime for a week, and now it's on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Then The Hunt. Invisible, per- Invisible The Invisible Man. Man. Emma. Emma. Yeah. Emma was out for at least two weeks, but that mm-hmm. was like... It wasn't getting much advertising and like a lot of recognition at the and like global not like globally, but like I didn't see a lot of mm-hmm. press release for it. Those are the only ones that are out, and anything that's out is something that came out within the week. I haven't seen anything, and now uh, Kevin Feige and everybody at Marvel pushed back, pushed also, back uh, all their all their movie their calendar. So hold back on that because was, I, I found something interesting about that. It was a good, instant argument, but. So go back to the whole uh, th- theater release thing. So yeah, yeah, I think Wonder Woman is going to be the first uh, big budget movie like that, like the first uh, um, I don't know, like summer, not necessarily blockbuster, but up, you know, type that type of movie. First quarter blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, to be released straight to straight, straight to, to VOD. Streaming. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, the thing is, once those movies go out there and they see they see the revenue, the success of it depends on how it is. Because if it's if it's so bad. Because right now, the problem they're hurting. Because remember, before even they shut it down here, they shut it down in China. And China is a huge market for them. Yeah. So nobody's going to movies in China. And that's that's already a huge amount of money they lost. And then they're closing the U.S. So if, let's say, Wonder Woman makes, let's say, 60% of their, their expected budget if it was at the theater, they might just say, you know something? Hey, we could do it this way and market less. And this, they, mm-hmm. might, they might either... May not, might not make as much. So or they're break probably, even. instead of sending out like five trailers, they'll only send out two. So what <laughs> Instead of sending out five trailers, they'll only send out two. That's what I'm saying. And, but they rely on those two. Well, think about it. Like, how many commercials do you really see for Netflix movies? You only really see what. No, more. You think so? I'm seeing a lot more. more no, wait. No, trailers where, though? On like, YouTube. Really? Yeah. Because I feel like Netflix just does its own marketing. You don't, I don't, I don't feel like you, but then again, too, is I don't have regular cable. So I don't. I feel like if I go to regular cable, I'm not gonna see like. Yeah, I don't have. I would do Netflix. Everything, movies. everything. Everything I do is streaming YouTube, Hulu. And that's what I'm saying. A and, lot they, of those... and they don't. And they don't advertise. So wait, when you say you see the commercials, are you talking about like? Because I pay between, for no ads. I pay for no, cause, bro. I pay for no ads. I I, I just I'll, I'll I'll watch ads. But that and you're saying ads, that the ads, ads are the trailers, yeah, the commercials okay. for which Netflix movies? Um, I know that I saw one for the Irishman. And sometimes they do a compilation of mm-hmm. all a bunch of TV shows that are on Netflix. 
So this is a so Netflix trailer. It's, it's as a Nef- to- yeah, it's not a particular single unless it's like uh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things had its own that they mm-hmm. pulled out, uh, but they have smaller trailers that I've seen. I don't know. I just feel like Netflix doesn't have to market as much because they have a basically a a, 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 a hold. Yeah, they have all they got to do is think about it. Like, did they? they have, do you ever seen anything advertisement for for Tiger King? No, no. And then all of a sudden, they, people watch it on Netflix, love it, and then it's straight memes from that on. Oh, uh, it's meme heavy. It but was it's funny just, though. You haven't <laughs> watched. You have to watch it. I, I know. I like. I'm, I feel like the only person not watching that one. No, you're not the only one. There's a few people that will, they're holding out. They're holding out just because they want to hold out, just to say that they didn't watch it. <laughs> do you get those people? I'm like sometimes I'm like why. Like I, I, if it's not your thing, completely get it. See, okay, but just for the intrigue of like, you know what? Let me just be curious why people are wa- talking about it. Not the fear of missing out. Like I, you, okay, you don't right. know about it, but you like, it's too funny not to watch. Mm. And it's just crazy, and just like, but it's not crazy if you're from Florida. You're like, okay, that's average news. You know what Florida. it is for me is like, it's not that I will purposely avoid watching something that becomes super popular. I just, if I didn't find an interest to watch it before, I don't really find an interest to watch it after. Like, because people want to watch it so badly, it doesn't really make me like, hmm, I'm curious about it. Like, it had to be something specifically that I heard from that movie that would be interesting enough to watch it, but not because, I don't know, X, Y, and Z. No, I, I watched it just because I was I was like, I already seen this movie. And I just like, I normally go to like the latest thing that comes mm-hmm. out. So, because usually either something that just recently came out or something that was just recently add, yeah. added to the to their library. So I was like, oh, I haven't seen this. I'll just play it. Which I'm sure a lot of people did. But then that's what I'm saying. That's why I like Netflix to, over a lot of different things because Netflix, like movies become popular in Netflix mostly because of people. Like that's rare nowadays. Everything just seems like it's marketing, whatever. But think about it. Uh, what was the one with Sandra Bullock? Which one? Uh, the one, uh, the one that, that she blindfolded herself. Bird box. Bird box. Yeah, dude, I never heard about it before that. And all of a sudden, people saw, they freaked out, they loved it, and all of a sudden, everybody's talking about it. And that's how a movie should, you know, get its notoriety. Not because, you know, there was a hundred and one commercials out. No, it was when the market, if the market likes it and they talk about it, it's because yes. it has created a buzz. But that's, what, that's what I'm saying. That's want. what Netflix is good at. That's what you hear about. But then, before that, especially when it comes to the movie industry. Oh, well, you see a thousand trailers, man. Oh, did you see that trailer? Did you see that trailer? You know, the trailers are the what what makes it worthy to talk about. Not necessarily the movie itself. No, of course, of course. So, I think we're going into a new era. Oh, yeah, we definitely. I think coming out of this, I I don't want to say for sure, but I know there's going to be a couple theaters closing down. I think they're going to start closing at least 10% of all their theaters. I think... I think movies are going to become eventually, not maybe not right away, but eventually will go the way of uh, driving theaters. They still exist. I love them. There's one in South Florida. Well, also, yeah, they still exist, but people, it's more of a novelty. Like also, move, like rental places. Rental places still exist, but again, more of a novelty than anything else. Like some exist because people still like the nostalgia of it. And that's about it. But there's not going to yeah. be as much. It's not going to be such a huge market for it. Oh, yeah. But I'm going to be sad when that happens. It's going to be the hipster thing to do. Like, I'm, oh, you're going to the movie theaters? Yeah, bro. No, people are going to have <laughs> the ultimate theaters. Now. I, but the thing is, after all this, I really think people are going to care more about where they live. 
like their living situation. Because I'm sure I'm sure there's people that have a horrible living situation, but just kind of deal with it because they could just walk out and do whatever they want. Yeah. And now that's not an option. So, like, I think after this, that people are really going to really, really evaluate their home, like their living situation. Oh, okay. I was just saying, like, think about New York. Mm-hmm. I was saying. No, no. What? No, I was saying, but think about New York. New York was selling, at one point, they were selling apartments that were three parking spaces big. Yeah. And they, they marketed it as, well, it doesn't matter where you, that you live there because you could just walk out. True. So, what you were saying about... Um, also, Marvel. Marvel, yes. yes. So, going back to the Marvel thing. So, no, I was reading an interesting story about how Marvel is in a very weird position because not like DC. DC can release anything they want because they have no... Um, they have no... Um, time frame. Not necessarily time frame. They don't have... Um, when everything connects together, they don't have a... Um, Universe. I guess you want to say it that way, but there's another word for it either way. But they don't have a, a, a you know storyline like that, a universe like that, yeah. where everything has to connect in a certain way. Marvel does. Marvel and Disney does. So that's the problem that they have because if they can't release a specific movie, that means they can't release a specific, specific show. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, ultimately one movie can cost 20 movies down the road to be halted. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. Because they have they they move the entire timeline. Not like one movie. Oh, that's like the next one was gonna be. What was the next movie? Um, Black Panther. No, Black Widow. Yeah, Black and Widow. But they can't. They can't be like, oh, let's show Black Widow and then move it to the end of the timeline because whatever would be in that movie will result to the other one. So they had to mm-hmm. shift everything. And over. the movie thing is one thing, but also because it's TV shows. So like they can't release the whole um, Doctor Strange or. Yeah, Doctor Strange got pushed, and um, who else? But I know they moved it to the whole timeline to till the end of November. That's when they restarted. So they basically, where we were supposed to get Black Widow, we're gonna get um. No, we're gonna get Black Widow in November. So oh, November, November, no Black Widow is gonna start it off again. Yeah, it's gonna start off the whole thing. That's gonna hurt their the network though. That whole uh, Disney um, Disney Plus thing. Oh yeah, because a lot of the reason people were excited about it was all these shows. Yeah, waiting for that. But then on top of that, a lot of mm-hmm. the other being in this whole situation, and a lot of uh, production companies are halted. So there's gonna be, we're gonna, I guess in probably like a year from now, there's gonna be a lack of movies coming mm-hmm. out because these are the times that they're actually producing them, making them, and editing them, and everything else. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Um. Because content is one thing that can thrive, but cannot be created right now, right? Yeah. You can't create concerts. You can't create... Really, it's hard to create music because you can't really leave your house. Well, now that we're seeing concerts, people like all these artists doing yeah. concerts from their home. From That's their if they have the equipment, yes. Yeah. You're right. Um, do you think gaming is going to be suffered? Or do you think pe- that obviously gamers could work from home? No, the gaming is not going to be suffered. You don't think so? No. P- which was a great thing now that's a lot of gamers are just playing at the house. Uh, I know uh, PlayStation just re- has like a spring sale. So a bunch of their games are like up to 50% off. So a lot of people are just cashing in on those games. I guarantee and you then, they're selling those those PlayStations like the game systems cheap. Oh, yeah. Because they're going to make more money from the games as long as people are all home. I know. But with that is... um. No, because game developers, they could. It's ideal to have them all in a working 
huge working space, but yeah. I think they could work from home collectively mm-hmm. as if the if one person is programming for a certain level, a certain section. I don't know how they do it, but if one person is doing just characters and then when he's done, he'll send his project to the next person that goes down the chain of command on the line to do it. So it's 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 almost like how we work from her house, yeah. being that some people have to deal with customers and others don't, but there's a certain process that everybody has to do collective, like individually that the yeah. collective moves forward. So I think it's, it's going to be the same way. Would it, would it delay it or slow the process? I think it will until everything is in motion to to make it work functional. So everybody, when, whoever's working from home is working mm-hmm. from home. I just find it interesting. Uh, right now, I find it very interesting. I feel like people's homes are going to be everything. It's going to be your workspace, period. Like, I think, that, I, I that's think people be... are going to start, are literally going to, uh, like how you were saying, adjusting their their living situations into what they're working to fit. Like, I need a workspace now. Now, before it's like, oh, I don't need a workspace because I work, I work my mm-hmm. job somewhere else, as is at another location. But now that people are like, oh, this is going to be either temporary, but sometimes it might go from temporary to permanent. Well, think about this. Like, imagine even uh, living situations. Like, so, like, obviously, every place you go to, every house, whatever, has living room, kitchen, dining room, bedroom, right? Imagine if now, in order to meet the requirements of the society that we have now, those, the new extra room has to be a workspace, an office, yeah. Yeah. Like an office. So, (laughs) yeah. So, damn, it's going to be crazy. I can't wait. I don't know. I just, the thing is, I'm, I'm both. I can be an introvert. And I can be an extrovert, but I prefer. I like being in- introvert. Like, so yeah, I'm thriving. I hate. I I, I don't like it. You I don't mean, like I, it. I, I like be. I like to socialize and be at the house, and, <laughs> and it's struggling just to stay inside. I'm like, that's why we started walking. Mm-hmm. Me and my wife. It's like at least I'm outside breathing air. I don't, so, I don't know why I look at my like I look at my room now with a way more favor for some reason. I just. <laughs> I just like it. I never have to leave. I'm comfortable. Yeah. But, yeah. But, all right, guys. Uh, we'll take a quick break and come back with Nico Domus's movie review. Yeah. All right, guys. Be right back. All right, everyone. Welcome back to Nico Domus's movie review. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> I don't know. Hello, my but people. My we can't people. afford sound effects. So we have to make it ourselves. Of course. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's it's uh, obviously been a little different. I'm still kind of adjusting to the whole situation we got on. Right, kind of right now. I'm either only pick, cherry picking movies, but next I think I'm gonna have to just indulge in everything because obviously there's still a lot of movies out there. It's just not. Uh, like blockbuster movie theater movies the way we're used well, to. Well, you know what? I'll take back because this movie didn't release in theaters. It went no, straight it did to, not. It went straight to video. Straight yeah, to, but then again, too, but was it ever going to go to the theater? Yeah, you it was. So? It was. It was supposed to be re- released uh, two weeks ago. Okay, so well, just to or get, last week. So just to get into it, the movie that we got to watch was Vivarium. Yes. So okay, so just to give you kind of a background before we get into the movie, um, you got Jesse Eisenberg and. Imogen Poots, I think their name yes. is. Um, basically, they're a couple who go to look at houses. So they follow the realtor to a specific house in a very 
very suburban neighborhood. Like every house looks identical to the other, except for Dwyer's style. Uh, except for the well, it kind of like yeah, it, like everything's actually, identical. It looks. It kind of looked like the um, the same place where they did uh, Cat in the Hat. The live action. Yeah. Yeah. Like all the houses look exa- exactly the same. And they were all like greenish or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, basically they go to this neighborhood where every house looks identical. The realtor shows him a house and then he disappears. And then they're caught in a situation where they can never leave. Like not because they're restricted as far as being able to leave the house or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just they can't find their way out. And then they realize they're basically not in anything that follows the like normal laws of physics, basically. Yeah. They try to drive out. They keep on going back in circles. They try to walk in weird angles and follow the sun. They end up back at the same place they started. They're ultimately in like an endless labyrinth. Yeah, kind of trying the, to get out. And this yeah. is the point of the movie is pretty much how they get out and what they try to do to get out. Honestly, I think that was the problem I had with the point of the movie. I guess we call it because yes. it just felt it like it didn't have a point for me. It didn't. It's. Honestly, it was a very heavy-handed um, slight on, like, uh, like how what? to put this, like, uh, what do you call it? When you live a very modest, boring life, I guess we call it. Like, yeah. Because uh, they basically say suburban life is death, I guess. Basically. That's yeah. what it feels like. Mediocracy. Mediocracy is death. And that's yeah. why, like, suburban life is the ultimate mediocracy. So, basically, every facet of the movie just feels like, if you really want to look at it in the context of, a, like, a normal family... It can actually match up to that. Yeah, because they show it in a more dramatic way. Yeah, because this looks like uh, rinse, repeat, like rinse, like wash, rinse, and repeat. Like a, it's just a cycle that's repeated every day. And also, like little things like the whole, because um, okay, so this is the beginning of the movie, so it's not really a kind of a, too much of a spoiler because it's showing the trailer. Um, at one point, and when they realize they can never, they can't leave this place, they find the box. The box contains a child. And in the box's opening, it says, raise a child and you'll be released. Um, so they basically are forced to raise this child who grows exponentially fast. Um, so it's, but again, there was a lot of little things that I felt like were just, it's almost like somebody looked at the normal life of every child, of every family, of every situation and be like, let's make this the most extreme scenario of that same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So basically, again... The the point of the movie was basically just to kind of like a slap in the face to a mediocre suburban life. Yeah. Now, as far as the point of the actual story, there it's not that there wasn't any. It just didn't. It was very. Complicated. It didn't feel like it accomplished anything. Yeah. It didn't feel like you went anywhere with it. I know. Like if they, if they had if if there there was there wasn't how can I put it there wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, there's like no moral, not moral, but there was like, um, no, not structure. I'm trying to figure out the best way to explain the it. The way I look at it is there's certain movies that I, I want to say, like, I don't think this is going to give anything away, but kind of like there's certain movies that go out, like, you know, they have a beginning end and the end kind of continues the story type thing. Yeah. But then a lot of, there's a lot of movies where it kind of feels reciprocal, where it's like, you know, the beginning towards the end kind of feels like you're starting up again, stuff like that. Yeah. So it feels like you're going, in, you know, like that. And those kind of movies I never really appreciated too much. Movies that felt like the end feels like the beginning type thing. Like an endless cycle. Yeah. So movies like that, I don't I don't always like. For example, um, the last, uh, remember um, 
Predator, not the the one where where um, Lawrence Fishburne was in it. Oh, uh, three, I think it is. I'm thinking it was. Uh, I forgot the name of the main actor. He was a very famous guy. Uh, Andrew uh, uh, Brody. Okay. Adrian Brody. Yeah. The movie was decent. The actors were really good. But I mean, I don't like storylines where it's just like because that's kind of what that was, which was they survived just to survive again type thing. Yeah. So I don't like movies as like okay, so there is no point. There's no end. Yeah, that's what it was. There, there was no dr- there was no drive. There was it, no. There was there, nothing driving driving the course of the movie. I guess what I'm saying, there's no C. You know, you go th- from A to B. Yeah. And then you're hoping the end of B will lead you to C, C. type thing eventually, right? This didn't feel like it had a C. It just felt like you were just going back to A. Yeah. It's like A to B. Back, back to, to A. a. <laughs> and then to B again. Basically. So, so it was It was no. And Eisen, Jesse Eisenberg, he did pretty good. There was moments I'm like, uh, he was felt dry. Honestly, I think I felt like the movie was also a little bit over ambitious. Like, I think that if they would have stayed with certain things and really kind of explored it. Yes. It would have had more impact. Like um, certain scenes where it's like, what we already got to this scene. What, what happened to the scene before that? Or, or they would have stuck with one scene a lot longer to kind of explore or, that, or continue on continuous focus throughout, like how they sped the time up. There were time jumps. I that's what I'm saying. There was time. If, jump. if they were, if they would have kept that one thing that connected all three to see the progression, like okay, perfect. I will give you a perfect example. So obviously, the movie they're going through. Some kind of anguish, right? Yeah. Like especially mental, right? So Invisible Man, I I commended it because the main actress, you can see her de- degradation from, um, because of what everything's going on, how she basically started to like kind of lose it mentally. Yeah. I felt like this one was missing the how they got there. Yeah. And that would have had way more impact when they actually had the scenes where they might have had show like them breaking down. Yeah, and I think that they missed that. Yeah, I miss, they they attempted it, it just missed the mark for me. And I think maybe that was just more over ambition, maybe to put too much in it. I think emotion, emotion, pots did mm. good. I think she did good. I like her as an actress. I do, but that's what I'm saying. Their actors, are, there was no issues with the actors themselves. Jesse Eisenberg, yeah, he was a little bit more dry than her. No, I'm, but I'm saying, but they they both could have done better. Oh yeah, they're capable of doing better. Capable. I just don't think that what they were they explored given, enough to let oh, them the, do the better. The director didn't drive explored more into the story or well maybe i don't know depends what he was given I'm saying it's like it's almost like anything else if i kick you in the shin and the next thing i record you well i'm saying if i kick (laughs) you in the shin and the next scene that i show is you crying on the floor it's not going to be as impactful if i if i don't show you me kicking you in the shin yeah and that's why i feel like there was cause and effect there was no build-up to anything that, that actually they portrayed what didn't what didn't you like about the movie that literally, that's all I've been saying. The things I didn't like about the movie. <laughs> what did no, I like? No, no, but that—that's things that are question. Like, what didn't you like? At like, I was like, ah, this like sucked. Part just of the movie. that mostly. Just the, I felt like they could have explored the story more, and they just didn't. I, I hated the little kid. Well, I think that was the whole point. No, but I hate. I don't know. Like what his acting? I mean, I think he did. I don't know. I, there was something off. Well, that was the whole point again. No, I know that was a point. <laughs> no, there was a point. There's a point about annoyed by by the character mm. or just hating the character. But, I don't know. It, it falls. It falls into like I hated the character more than. But I, was I think that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know how hard it is for for you to dislike a child in any movie. I know it is for me. No, no. Jo- what I'm saying is, I mean, 
because every because that the problem is you had to kind of want to like not think of it like a child. Yeah. So it had to act a little different. I think that's what it was. I think that's what it was. But the yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I think I, I think the movie could have been good. It's almost like somebody took a script that was really good, yeah. sold it to really good actors, and then like most movies, just did not deliver. Yeah. That's, I feel the same. How many Nikki's? Two and a half. Two and a half? I did not. I give it a two. Yeah. Give it to Nikki. I saw potential of something good. I just didn't. The trailer sold me way more than the movie. No, the trailer sold me a lot. I was super but, excited when I saw that. I was like, this is so different. And But that's what happens when you see something different in a movie. Unless you have the right people to make that different idea come through, it's just going to be somebody taking a cool idea and then just making being a movie. Or, being very overambitious. Well, just, the... just almost like, oh, you know, proposing a cool idea, but not really like Delivering. accomplishing it. Yeah, yeah he was overambitious. Thinking, ever... that, thinking that maybe it would have been more than he thought. Like he was, he was going to get the recognition. Mm. Well, okay. So the perfect actor that's always does these movies the way we're depicting this type of movie. Yeah. Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke always does movies where he does really cool ideas, but doesn't always Hit nail the, the mark. mark. Because I think Purge was one of those kind of movies. No, Purge hit the mark. No, it did hit the mark. But I think it was one of those movies where it was a cool idea and then it hit the mark. But then yeah. you watch movies like... Um, Before Sunset. The, was that the one? Before, was the one that basically the whole world was vampires? Oh, I know what you're talking about. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. That was another one. Cool idea. Did not did not accomplish it. Um, there was a couple of one other ones um, that I could recommend when I think about what the names of the movie are. But Ethan Hawke is synonymous with that. He picks really interesting movies, but don't always accomplish what the movie's trying to portray. Like, or the cool idea. It doesn't properly accomplish it. But I think Purge was the one uh, one successful one of those kind of movies. I'm trying to see what the movie is right now. Which now one? The, the, the one that he did with the vampires. Oh, man. There was one that actually really upset me. It was a cool idea, and it really upset me when I watched it. Um, I th- Daybreaker. Daybreaker, yeah. Daybreaker was one. Um, yeah. He did a lot of good movies. No, like but that doesn't mean they're cool ideas. It's just... Gattaca. That no, was Gattaca an- was amazing. Gattaca that was a good was- movie. That's another one. Yeah, that but that, I think that was super well done. Great production, great visuals, good actors, good story. I don't know. That one was really well done. I think that's what started that type of career for Ethan Hawke. But... Um, and- Hamlet... He did Hamlet. He did like a modern take on Hamlet. Yeah, which a lot of actors do that, though. I feel like there's there's a lot of different interpretations of Hamlet. Yeah. But yeah. So unfortunately, the movie did not live up to to um, what I thought it was going to be. Though. The next one we should watch, I think it's available already, mm-hmm. is um, the one with Daniel Radcliffe. I'm, I don't know what happened to that. We talked about the trailer a while no, ago. No, I think it's out already. You think so? I but think on what platform? I have to find it again. Well, actually, you know something? I think this is a great opportunity for you to present the movie that I didn't get, didn't really get to watch. I know what the movie's about, but you recommended it to me. So what? we could talk about it. Um, The platform, is it called? The platform. All right. So the platform is, I think it's a Spanish movie, like made in Spain. Okay. Um. Uh, it is on Netflix, so mm-hmm. you can watch it there. And the movie surrounds itself with a gentleman that decides 
to um, trade six months of his life in mm. this prison type of prison system for a degree. So the structure of the prison system is that there's X amount of floors. I think it's like 250 floors. And the way they feed everybody in the day is that the food will come from the top level and go down. And everybody eats what they want to eat from each level. So the lower the level, the less amount of food you have. But what they do is like every month they change people from level to level. You don't stay in the same level. So the whole movie is surrounded by uh, the social construct of uh, socialism and societal rankings, economic rankings, and how how from if you're at the top, how you treat the people at the bottom, and if you're at the bottom, you go up top. How the rules are reversed, and you're trying to yeah. How would you act if the rules were reversed? Yeah, rules were reversed, and everything, and um, people trying to adapt policies to change, and mm. the efforts they do to make to to get those changes in the most harsh ways, and survival of the fittest. And it was a really good movie. Uh, now, I'll be honest with you. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but I, uh, there is a YouTuber that I enjoy that does a great job of explaining these kind of movies. And Chris he, Stuckman? No, that's no, not Stuckman. It's called um, 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 Endings. I think it's called Endings. No, Found Flicks. Sorry. Uh-huh. Found Flicks. If you find them on YouTube, I love... Like, anytime there's a chance, uh, there's a movie that I'm really interested in, but I don't have a chance to watch. Oh, yeah. I listen to him, and he does a great job explaining. And he did a great job explaining this one. Um, and I do like it. And, and the thing is, what I liked about this one, so just like kind of like uh, Reverium, it does have a social kind of like kind of message in it. But the, literally, that's the point of the movie. Yeah. Like, that's the experiment they're running in there. But my favorite thing of how I understood it was they the people that cook the food. Yeah. I loved showing that because they were so meticulous, so oh, yeah. detailed. Everything had to be perfect. perfect. Pristine and everything to the T of how everybody wanted it. Exactly. And it's I find that so interesting because it's how it goes down the down the down the platform where it's like they're building it so that people are perfect, but by the time it gets to like the two hundredth floor, it's you know, it's crazy. It's nothing. Well, and you know, I find this interesting. I didn't get to watch the movie, so you did. Does everybody? Does all the people on the 200, 200 floors, 50 floors, yeah, have order something and it goes down that platform? Yeah. So that basically means that the people on top are basically not not just eating their own food; they're eating everybody else's. Yeah. Wow. And they. I don't want to spoil the movie. You have to watch it. Oh yeah, definitely. It, th- I'll tell you afterwards. I think it's a great interesting concept movie and, and i don't know who it is. and it's and accomplished yeah yeah and it accomplished everything that the the message they were trying to portray yeah and then there's and I the story like structure an was itself on its own mm-hmm. like if they were not sending the message just for being like a mo- an action movie or yeah. like something like that like action drama then it's great but now it's telling you an underlining message yeah on how the director or the writer views the world mm-hmm. and their aspect of like what is going on during people's um social um hierarchies changing and yeah. how they adapt and if you're at the bottom of the top like i said from the top to the bottom and how everybody's working around in people that are trying to um provide for everyone yeah but it's, it's what i gr- found interesting and i mean this is based on what i know from the movie you can you know anybody can probably sit there and make the argument maybe this one's also reciprocal but I don't believe it 
was. And I think that's the benefit of it is, you know, maybe you can say that it does, you know, go goes from A to B back to A, but or maybe it doesn't. And I think it leaves it kind of ambiguous. Yeah, I think kind of thing on those movies where it kind of leaves it ambiguous where you come to a conclusion when it comes to that. As opposed to a movie that literally hammers in the head that, yeah, you're going back to. You're going back to the beginning. Yeah. So, yeah. But well, I forgot who I was talking to on Facebook regarding this. And, and it's true is that I've noticed in I'm watching a lot of more uh, international films more often than. No, you should. I think it's. I've, I've, always, I've always watched it since I used to get movies from the library, foreign films. Mm-hmm. And. And I didn't. One day I was like, you know what? I was tr- I was like, let me just try one foreign film. And it was like, um, na- uh, neighbor thirteenth or the the guy from the thirteenth neighbor. Or... It's the one. You talking about the one with Antonio Banderas? No, 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 no. This is a, this is a Korean movie. Okay. And it's about the movie was it was around a kid that was um, just randomly killing people. Mm-hmm. Like throughout the whole movie, I think he was like randomly killing people, if I remember correctly. And all of a sudden, you go back to the real reason he was doing that, that all those people that he killed wasn't random. They were all people from his like middle school that tortured him so bad that like his brother committed suicide because of it, and he was getting them all back from it. But th- that's why I think people de- definitely should uh, open up when it comes to movies, because you know a lot, what it is, we understand, I could watch an American movie and almost guess the end. This movie, I I was in the middle of watching it, and you had to finish watching it, yeah. and I already kind of told you like I think it's gonna happen like this. Yeah, and whether you can, whether it didn't, I think I was close. Yeah, right? you you weren't off, like it wasn't like out in left field. Like even though what your comment was throughout the movie mm-hmm. of Avarium, it was close enough to be like you know, like I'll give you the point for it. Yeah, like so, but other movies that you like, like Old Boy. No, that, but that's why because that movie came out of left field. Here in the here in the United States, we tell stories in a certain way, and that's why it's easier for me to guess sometimes the ending. But when you watch a movie from another country, they tell stories in a completely different way, so it's difficult to and predict. their structures is exactly. Different and there's no like here we know the hero is always going to probably for the most part is always going to make it to the end, right? Yeah. Or they're you know they always kind of depict this person and that person, so everything fits a role. Like with, a stereotype uh, villain, a stereotype exactly. hero. Exactly. And, and other like, countries uh, they don't work like they don't, they don't always work like that. Don't yeah, they they have a lot of movies that like the anti-hero is more worse than the hero or the villain. Yeah. Actually, yeah, the person you would consider as a hero technically is the based on what he's doing is almost the villain. I mean, I watched uh, the first foreign movie that really caught my attention like that. I think it was a Suicide Club. Um, it was a Japanese movie where literally I think the movie starts off with 50 Japanese girls killed themselves. And the cops could not figure out Oh, why. I remember that movie. Yeah, it was an old movie, but I'm like, it blew my mind. I'm like, what is this? What just happened? Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Those, I think people should open, them, open themselves up to different movies. And you know something? We probably are not aware of all these movies that are out there. And the people that listen to us, please recommend something to us oh, yeah. let us know let us know what's out there that's interesting that kind of you know that you know we could take a look at and be like oh wow, we have to win the we have to do the we'll do a live uh of facebook live or mm-hmm. instagram live uh raffle not raffle um winner of whoever recommended the weirdest movies for us to watch oh definitely so we could announce it and and watch a movie and then give us our full critiques with spoilers 
Yeah. Oh, well, going back to that real quick, because I, I got a glimpse of it, but you actually got to watch it. How many Nickies do you give the platform? Oh, uh, that one? I'll give it four Nickies. Four Nickies? Yeah. Wow. That that's for you, for you. That's uh That's hard that's to praise. give it four yeah. Nickies. <laughs> I, I'm an average two and a half Nicky or yeah. Nicky giver. <laughs> That's this one got this, this got a four Nickies. Nice. Yeah. But as always, uh, we would normally take a break and go to our next segment. But because of quarantine and uh, no events going on around, I want to say thank you so much for listening. You can always find our, uh, find us on our social media pages on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Nerds in the City. You could even send us an email at Nerds in the City podcast at gmail.com and as always guys tell a friend nope tell a nerd send a nerd bring a nerd all right guys have a great week all right guys bye